Perfect. Here we go. Welcome to Pod Heaven, everybody. everyone you know what time it is it's time for pot heaven yeah. swag I was trying to slurp my Coke oh. into the microphone, and then I inhaled it. There it is. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to the best podcast ever. <laughs> In this house. In this house. There's only one podcast in this house. Yep. Well, I guess we did two of them today. Yeah, we did. Doing two of them. This is number two. Currently doing them. What is happening? Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I'm so excited. (laughs) This is way in the future, dude. We're just going to fuck around on this podcast. We're not going to talk about any news. We're not going to talk about anything important. We're just going to talk but about we're, the- we're only going to talk about the most important things ever. We got a no. whole bunch of juicy topics lined up. Dude. Juicy before topics. We, before we jump in, like, head first into this, you know, brand new pod, um, your slurping reminded me of when I used to work at Chevron. And there's this, this guy I used to work with. And I'm just, like, sweeping the floors. It's, like, 8 o'clock. Nobody's, you know, people just want to get gas and get home. So there's nobody in the store. Mm. It's just quiet. All of a sudden in the back, you just hear. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. That's what I was trying to do. That's what you hear. And I just turn around and my coworker is just staring at me with the widest eyes with his rock star. Just slurping. Yeah, I remember that guy. Yeah. I know you're talking about. He's so funny. I went and did delivered some lights to his old apartment complex. Oh, really? Yeah, one time when I was working for Advance. (sighs) And I was like, hey, do you know this guy? He was like, yeah, he he used to live here. And he was like, yeah, he still lives here. Yeah. That apartment complex on the waterfront. Yep. Yep. his, His dad's on like the committee. Yeah. Or whatever. I miss that guy, man. That dude's funny. Our friend Alfred. Alfred. She's such a great guy. His big farts. Yeah, he's got the, his underground <laughs> lair that he, you know, moonlights as a superhero. That's right, man. <laughs> or he's a butler to the guy who does 
the moonlighting of the superhero. But anyway, he's, he's involved. He's involved. Very much. But um, so let's dive into these scathing hot takes. Topics. What scathing hot takes? Scathing. That's what Joe Budden would say on his podcast. It's a nice word. Scathing. <laughs> scathing, dude. It's the uh, scathing, dude. So I've been really trying to zone it in this week because we just got back from vacation. Right, we did. And uh, that's why we're kind of having to play catch up today and do two podcasts in one day. So if you tuned in last week, this episode was filmed like 10 minutes after we filmed that one. (laughs) If you want to get an idea for the timeline that we're on here. But uh, anyways, yeah, so so I got back from vacation and I'm like, damn, I have some things that I need to work on. And one of those things is, is just scheduling my time, my just my time management. Yeah. Because, you know, I have a couple things in place to help me keep track of stuff. I have my Google Calendar that I share with my boss at the studio. <clears throat> I have my own personal calendar that I put stuff on outside of the music, you know, stuff or any, outside of anything that's happening at the studio, really. And my DJ gigs are on there and stuff. And, you know, but then I have a notepad that I write stuff down in. And everything I keep track of is kind of in different places. So I need to either get it all in one place, put it all on my iPad or put it all on my computer or, or, or schedule some time to get all those things together to, you know, work on all my shit at once. And I'm not going to read through my whole morning routine on the podcast, but basically... I get up and do some working out, some meditation, drink lots of water, and then I have a time in there to scheduled in there to hit my vape, get some nicotine because I'm a complete nicotine addict. And usually it's first thing in the morning, you know, before I even get breakfast. So I feel like if I schedule that time in to hit my vape after I eat breakfast, then I can do it later. And, you know, uh, that's a really good that's a really good topic in and of itself is just yeah. you know battling addiction with with uh you know put, it, put giving yourself time to do it you know to to indulge in your addiction and say well this is the time that I normally do it here's when I want to do it you know and then I can kind of take that baby step and go 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 along there but you know I've also been trying to book time into my schedule you know, to get appointments done at the studio and kind of have, I I book my appointments from 12 to eight now and everything else is scheduled around that. And Mm. if I don't get an eight hour day, then I'll go do Postmates to make up the hours. And today is that I pretty much just put this in the work category. Yeah, for sure. Work. So I've got time scheduled to work on the podcast and I've got time scheduled to work on social media. Right. Looks like we lost video for a yeah. second here, but I'm sure we'll be back online yeah. soon. Thanks to our awesome one and tour engineer, <laughs> Eric. The one and only. Fucking carrying the show. Yeah. Yeah, dude, that's yeah, great. Just shut off for some reason. So oh, then I've got time sweet. scheduled in to uh, work on social media. And I've been stu- I've been looking at this whole thing around uh, of branding, yeah, right, and branding yourself as an individual. 
Super important. You know, it's kind of back in the day you had production companies and labels and photographers and fashion companies and those people who, who would tell you what to do. You know, here's your outfit for the music video. Here's the script. Here's what you're going to be doing. Right. You know, blah, blah, blah. And the, and the rock star would just kind of, you know, walk through all that and go, great. But now you got to do all this that shit yourself. And now Instagram is your photographer and now, <laughs> or your marketing company, you know, and, yeah. and Facebook is your newspaper, you know, and that's where, that's how, how do you get your show in the newspaper? You post it on fucking Facebook. Right. You know, but, and I think that's why artists get this big ego, you know, it's because they have to all. develop their brand. Yeah. And your brand basically is your ego. You know, it's it's a it's a set of things that make up who you are and you stick to those things like Motley Crue, you know, their brand was cocaine and hookers and, right. well, and yeah. all kinds of drugs and just crazy party shows and, you know, all that stuff. And and so now that's that's who they are. And. You know, I think there's some artists that go about it a different way. They make their music around their brand and or their podcast around their brand. And they kind of put on this face to like mm -hmm. be the head of that business, to be the face of that business. Right. But then, you know, you talk to them in real life and they're kind of just like, yeah, you know, I hang out with my wife and kids and, you know. So what do you mean by ego then? Because like your ego is a set of things is is who you are to the world right your okay. ego is 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 your your the things that you build up yourself to be in your mind you know what kind of person am i what do i value what do i believe in what kind of people do i hang out with what kind of music do i listen to what Not kind necessarily of your importance yeah, no. Okay. Because like when somebody says they got a big ego, uh -huh. it means like they think they're too important. <clears throat> they're more important than they really are. Yeah. Right? Yeah, because all people are equal. Right. Right? But the media and social media and, and all this shit has made us to believe that, you know, Lady Gaga and all the people who are popular are better than us. Yeah. You know? And... Right. Because now that everybody's a star because of social media, like we were talking about before, you know, you kind of have to hold yourself in that way if you want to be popular, you know. And if, you, if you're going to start a business, you need to be popular. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of think ego, ego and brand are like the same thing, basically. Okay. If I may, it sounds like you're talking more about like a character more, more broadly, like ego is part of character the way I see it. Um, I've, I've seen like Dion Sanders likes to play a character that he calls prime time. And he's talked about that. That's what he is on the field. It's not what he is off the field. Mm. And I have a feeling there's a bunch of other artists out there who are very much in the same vein. I, I, I mentioned Oliver tree, even though he, you rarely see him out of character, but when you do see him out of character, it does remind you he is still more than likely playing a character. Yeah. And that character has ego, but. Right. Cause like your brand as a company, your brand is kind of everybody working below you 
right? You're you're the big guy up here, and then the brand below is kind of like how the public perceives you, sure, right? Um, <clears throat> I guess me being a guy who comes from who works in an industry where that is, you know, that's it's. I guess it's. I guess business owner is the trait about myself to point to as to why I think this way. But, you know, because when you're a business owner, you, you typically don't start a business unless you're going to do something that you're really, really, really passionate about. Yeah. Because starting a business is hard. It takes a lot of money. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of investment, you know. Um, and so once you're like, oh, man, I love landscaping you know i love mowing my lawn and picking my weeds and then my yard looks beautiful and i feel good about myself you know and i want to do that for other people right so then you go out and and start a landscaping business and you know that's like you 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 tend to be a lot more proud of that than you would be of like oh yeah i work at intel you know and i fucking (laughs) organize their spreadsheets (laughs) yeah and the interesting thing about that is like, do you remember, I don't know if you ever went to there, but when we worked at Advanced Lighting, you remember that place called uh, Salesforce? Yeah. That, that I, when I think of like hardcore branding, I think of them because you go there and everybody's got those little bobbleheads on there. Their um, their desk, you know, of like Avengers or whatever. And everybody's got, you know, kind of this, you know, you know, that everybody goes home and half of them play Minecraft when they get home. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and then bro. Every single, and they've got a coffee shop down, <clears throat> downstairs and you walk in and they've got all these crazy lights and that's what made it a nightmare to work at is because they're trying to portray this brand. You yeah, know? dude. Um, WebMD was another one. They wanted to be, you know, all the people who were in the higher up, you know, the managers, they were, they all, they all like were in a different, they, they, um, acted a certain way. They had kind of a certain demeanor and kind of more professional mm-hmm. kind of technological kind of, you know, um, just vibe to them, you know, and just that, and it wasn't, it doesn't matter if you're working with a maintenance guy or if you're working with the, you know, the anybody who's up. Yeah. You know, not just not just the grunt working there, but like once you got above that into management, they all kind of had the same demeanor, you know, and that was kind of their brand. Yeah. You know. And then um I forget where I was going with that. Yeah, dude. Well, you know, it's kind of sad that the that you know, it, it feels like like, you know, I never, I was homeschooled. I never went to high school. Right. <laughs> but I think, you know, what I'm doing today feels like high school sometimes. <laughs> Although, you know what I'm saying? Cause like it's at least, like not necessarily at Bent Beat specifically, but like on social media, it just seems like, you know, I'm trying to compete with a bunch of people and in order to get their attention, you know, I have to be cool and I have to, you know, wear, I have to dress a certain way and I have to, you know, there's, there's a few like unspoken rules and they're not, they're not necessarily rules, but they're trends, you know, and if you want to be popular, you got to follow the trends. Hmm. And I think, 
to a certain extent, that's how business works. And so it's hard to be involved in a business that's so personal because like who you're going to be through your music, you know, should be the most authentic place of you. Mm-hmm. But like, I feel like people don't even know what that is because the most authentic place of them is made up of all the pop music that we listen to today and the stuff right. that's on the radio and whatever's popular. And I don't know, I'm kind of rambling here, but like, no, nah, man, like that's one thing that I want, I'm wondering. Cause like as in this day and age the you know, post COVID, I, I mean, as, as much as we all hope that we're going to go back to some sort of normal, um, post COVID is going to be completely different. Yeah. You know, you can't, you can't go through a global <clears throat> pandemic and just expect that once it, it that it's going to end. Right. You know, there's, there's, there's the different things that are going to be put into place. Right. So, uh, and one of the things that's going to be changing is a lot of more people are going to be going remote, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of people are leaving these real big, like role, role areas, um, like California and stuff. And yeah. a lot of times the reason that people live in the city is because it's right next to the place that they work. Right. Office. And um, they need to be able, and the only, that's the only reason that they live there. The rent's outrageous. Traffic is ridiculous. You know, the homeless community is just like strong in that area, you know, and strong. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of anything huge. else. Huge in that area. And, um, you know, and, you ask them, why do you live there? It's because, oh, it's close to where I work, you know. But now people are starting to, you know, work from their home, mm-hmm. you know. And I know I heard that REI was making this huge campus with like uh, that people were going to be able to work at with like rooftop terraces and like grills and outdoor fire pits and all these different places everywhere. Taken after Google. Yeah, taken after Google. And now they're selling it. It's not even built yet, mm. but they're selling it because so many people are just going to be working from home now. Yeah. And um, I, it's going to really affect, because like when you're not like going to work every single day, you, you know how, how it works. If you, the five people around you, uh, if they all smoke cigarettes, Chances are you're going to be smoking cigarettes too, just because the power of influence, you know, yeah. and that's where a lot of that branding comes from is from that influence <laughs> around you of your coworkers and your superiors. Yeah. Right. So how do you think that that's going to affect people's brand when everybody's working, if everybody's working home from home, because that's kind of a lot of people are like, no, I'm not going to go back to work. I'm just going to work from home. It's much more convenient. You mean like how is that going to affect the brand of, of, of the corporations? Of the companies, yeah. The company. Yeah, I don't know, dude. I remember seeing this little clip about uh, Zoom calls and the, and the future of, of, you know, what everything's going to be like moving forward and stuff. And yeah. The, the girl in the commercial was like, all right, we're doing a Zoom call. Does everybody have their pants on? <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny to right, see like right. people – like with their cats in the background and stuff and like their kids crying and stuff. And it's like people changing backgrounds to like the Halo two maps. And (laughs) (laughs) that's funny, dude. Yep. But like, yeah, I think it exposes people a little bit more and I can't imagine that it would do any bad for a brand. 
because I think it makes it more relatable. You know, because when you see the CEO like of Chase Bank, like at home with his kids, yeah, like <laughs> that's probably not what the CEO of Chase Bank is doing, but you know what I mean, like the big shots from these companies and stuff. Now they right. got to figure out how to do everything from home, and so you get to see their dog in their house, and like, you know, just got just took the kids to school or or just help my daughter with her online school or whatever. Right. <clears throat> it's going to be interesting what it's going to look like, but, you know, I think that a lot of companies are going with that. Um, there was this one video, this one movie, movie, I think, yeah, there's, there's a show and a movie, but the one that I'm thinking of is a movie. And um, it was, it was weird. It was not a very good movie. I can't forget. I can't remember what it was called. But there was very much that whole thing of like, no, this is the way you have to act. If you work here, you act a certain way, mm-hmm. you know, and you're you're sold out to our vision. You're sold out to everything, you know, and it was really like dramatized and everything. And yeah, yeah. You know, anybody who I feel it was more of a cult <laughs> than it was a company. Yeah. But um, you know, but that's 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 what a lot of these big companies are going for. Yeah. It's like this, like, no, this is the way, if you work here, this is the way that we act. This yeah. is the way that we we portray ourselves, you know. So if you work here, then you know, you start to work towards this this view. And I think that that's and um, you know, it's it's not necessarily gonna be that way if you're you're working from home, you're gonna be because everybody's gonna be completely different because everybody's home life looks different than than what their work life looks like you know? i definitely think lots of companies are very similar to cults yeah they're very uh they, they resemble they resemble cults in a lot of ways yeah um but sales especially yes yeah. sales yeah. yeah just think of that like wolf of wall street yeah dude you know that, that movie is so wild man. that that was kind of you know yeah anyways but you know moving forward into COVID, all these companies are going to be forced to start utilizing the internet yep. to move their shit forward. And the easiest way to do that is is through social media, like we've, like we've been saying this whole time. And, you know, it's not going to be hard for a company like, <clears throat> I don't know, it wasn't, you know, it's not hard for, for Nike to step into Instagram. No. You know, they're going to create an Instagram account. And if somebody's already created one, if they were even a millisecond behind the wave and they didn't get the domain name Nike, somebody else got it. You know, they buy it from them for a million dollars. Yep. Chances are they already have it at this point. Chances are they've already had it by now because they're they're on top of that shit. They know they know how how things are moving. If it's Nike, you know, they're not going to have a problem moving into that world. But like, you know, starting out your business on social media. It's a really, really competitive field. And like I said, it's like high school out here. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, at least especially in the music world on social media, like Nike can just, you know, post pictures of their shoes and stuff. But then they have models and stuff. They have to work right. for them. And then the model goes through everything that I'm going through in the music industry. It's almost like, you know, you have to have a little bit of an ego. You kind of have to have a chip on your shoulder and think that you're a little better than you actually are. Because when, because people are just dicks. Yeah. And a lot of people just want to say something that will, that you can, you know, that you can benefit from so that they can have stock 
in what you're doing. I feel like emotional stock is what I call it. <clears throat> Plus, like most people, they don't have an ego. Yeah. They don't have any source of self-worth. And the only reason that they can get their, you know, bit of self-worth is from knocking somebody down. Yeah. You know, finding somebody that's bigger than them and bringing them down a notch, you that's know. Right. And even if that doesn't happen by just like blurting out some, you know, trolling on whatever social media platform uh-huh. and it, it, in their mind, they're bringing them down a notch. Even if it doesn't do anything, it just makes them feel better about themselves, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, you know, you have to, you have to think that you're the shit and also think you suck simultaneously. That's what I wrote down. Cause yeah. Gary V says that all the time. Oh and yeah. That guy. <laughs> I yes. love Gary V man. And that's the way he explains it because he lives in extremes Mm -hmm. and I think that's the most the way that I relate to him the most is is from those extremes and so I listen to his shit all the time and try to apply it to you know the way I'm marketing my music today and he calls it the clouds in the dirt you know you have to there's there's certain things that you have to be you know all in on both sides you know and that's how you're able to consider multiple perspectives on an issue yeah and judge how you should attack you know a certain wave of business like music so let's talk about it let's taco about it taco so this is a beat i made over the course of the last week or so i made it in two days two sessions one earlier this week and one last night. The one thing I like about all your beats and stuff is it doesn't seem like they're all the same. Yeah. You know, there's like you come out with that one and then there's a few other ones that you come out with. I'm like, it doesn't even seem like the same artist coming up with these things. It's, just, <laughs> it's a lot of diversity in it. It's pretty cool. I like yeah, that. Yeah, dude. Well, in, in, in reality, you know, I have to produce for lots of artists. And so, you know, I am multiple artists. Yeah. You know, and at least on the instrument side of things, Mm -hmm. you know, when I sing on a track or when I rap on a track, you know, that's heaven sent. But like, yeah, that's kind of what I want to talk about today was is just the advantages and disadvantages of being a jack of all trades and kind of being in so many different veins of music. I don't know if I've talked much about this before. I guess we kind of talked about it a little bit on the last episode future plug. it'll be a future episode but yeah <laughs> yeah i don't think we got too far into it um no we we hinted at it but yeah we more. talked about building an all-encompassing musical mindset that was one of the things that i wrote down that i thought really sums up kind of what i think lots what every artist anybody in the music industry should really do you know is is build an all-encompassing musical mindset that's kind of one of the advantages of being a jack of all trades is because 
I, I it kind of comes natural to me because I have passion for a lot of different types of music. And, you know, I love jazz. I love folk music. I was just listening to some old folk music from this band from Colorado. I can't remember what their names were, but their songs are just like super meaningful and super deep. And, you know, a lot of those those styles of music that we kind of brushed off when we were kids because we just wanted to hear rock and roll. Right. <laughs> like there's so there's the, the lyrics like are the centerpiece, mm-hmm. you know, because we I feel like we were always listening for the music. Right. So we're like, where's the guitar? Yeah. <laughs> but it's a distortion. You can't yeah. even sweet, bro. <laughs> exactly. You suck. <laughs> yeah, dude. So um, I think it's really valuable for, for artists to step into different areas and yeah. not, not just be so zoned in on one thing. Like, you know, I've, I've also, but that, you know, becomes a disadvantage because like I've said before on the podcast, you know, um, that leaves less room for you to go deep in what you're good at, which is, you know, if you're a drummer or if you're a guitar player, you know, just keep playing guitar. That's what I've said in the past. Keep doing that. Get really good at that. And then contract out jobs where you can, you know, be a studio guitarist and then go on tour with a band and then maybe go on tour with one band this summer and then go on tour with this band next summer and alternate, you know. But, you know. Yeah, that's something that I really wish I could have done because drums, you know, to state the obvious, they're percussion. You know, there's not, there's no melody. It's snare, it's high tom, mid tom, low tom, hi hat, yeah, crash. Yeah. All rhythm. It's all rhythm. You know, you, and it's, you hit that drum, it's going to make one noise, mm-hmm. you know, and you're, you're there to keep time and you're there to, you know, keep everybody together, you yeah. know. Um, and the most frustrating thing for me being in a band um, was not being able to communicate <laughs> to everybody. Yeah, what you should play, like, yeah. Like, oh, I've got an idea. You should do this, you know, but having no confidence in my singing ability and not being able to play a Mm -hmm. melodic instrument made it very, very, very difficult for me to communicate to everybody else, you know? So I really felt like, all right, you guys all figure out what you want to do and then I'll add my part. Yeah, well, I think that's how most drummers are. Right. You know? Yeah. And that's okay. That's, that's, that there's strengths in that. Yeah. In knowing how to do one thing and getting really, really good at it. And, you know, you bumped into a lot of opportunities where you could excel at that. At that. Right. And provide, because I'm telling you, bro, a good drummer is fucking hard to find, dude. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, yeah, so... If you're if you're an inch deep and a mile wide and a bunch of things, if you love music production and you love playing in bands and you love performing and you love doing sound and you love doing lights and you love doing makeup and hair and mm-hmm. and all that all that Put stuff. On the show. Yeah. yeah. You love you putting on the show, man. Just, <clears throat> just just you know, taste it all for a couple of years. That's all I'm doing right now is, you know, just doing a bunch of random shit. And I found out that I could stick around at all requests live for a while and DJ for weddings and that's really fun. I can stick around at Bempy for another five years or so and learn, 
how to produce music like I never had before and get to use software that I'd never have the access to and have a whole list of resources and connections that, you know, I would never, like I said, I would never have access to without Bent Beat. And so, um, but at some point I'm going to chisel it down a little bit. I'm going to zone it in on what I want to do, zone it in on what I'm good at. But then, you know, when I retire and my time gets away from me, you know, and my music career comes to an end. Cause let's be honest, like you can do music forever if you want, but like to do the type of shit I want to do and, and travel the world and play in festivals and perform on stages in front of millions of people, that takes a really long time. First of all, but it's rare. Yeah. You know, you can be, I mean, think about like sent by Ravens. Uh huh. Freaking phenomenal band. Their music was just on point. They Incredible. Made, they made three albums and they're done. You know, whatever reason that might be, maybe they were, they wanted to just go and start a family. Yeah. You know, but there's, no, well, I guess what my point is, is not everybody is like wired to have that rock style, that rock. Rock star lifestyle. Rock star lifestyle. Thank you, Eric. Yeah. You know, forever. Yeah, dude. You know, it's it's like it's like we, we were talking about earlier. Um, this uh, that you know, if you're you only have a you only have a certain amount of time in your career, uh-huh. and you got to make it work. Yeah. But once that time is up, if you're lucky, you can keep going. You can extend it. Yeah, dude. You know, but most of the time, that's not the, that's not the case. Like Snoop Dogg, <laughs> you know, he's still. I think he's still performing. I was just watching his Instagram live. He's just like rolling around town smoking a blunt. But, um, you know, there's mega stars and stuff who've, who've been around for years and years and years. And they, you know, they come to the Super Bowl. They get a couple minutes of screen time. And right. then the announcer talks about him for a minute. And it's like, but, you know, you look at Eminem. And when it, when I was... Coming when I was listen, like developing my taste in music and I was listening to hip hop, Eminem was the number one rapper. Just right. anybody you ask, who's yeah. your favorite Eminem? Who do you think the best rap Eminem? Right. It's like not even a question, you know. But now it's not even cool to like Eminem. No, no, because uh, like he's you know he's 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 had his time. Right. And now the kids want to hear Kendrick and they want to hear all these new guys and stuff. And the so. Kids. The kids, man. <laughs> That's what I always call this newer generation that I see coming up, bringing all this crap music into the industry. All this all this cookie cutter pop and mumble rap. Hey, careful. You're almost in that generation. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> generation maybe, but genre? Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe on the production side of the curtain, Yes. And, you know, that's kind of why I, I think I, I think Dave hired me at Bempy was because I am closer to that generation. But, but you know, all my friends are like your guys' age. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I kind of just like. We're kind of depressing. What? <laughs> Speak for yourself, bro. <laughs> no, dude. You guys are great, man. So. Blah, blah. How do I bring it all together, man? Dude, that's the hardest part. The, uh, so we've got, let's just read them off here. The advantages of being a jack of all trades. Having an all-encompassing musical mindset, you have more opportunities available to you 
you just might not be as deep in all those opportunities. Right. But you might be pretty widespread or have the ability to be pretty widespread in the music industry. And you have more artists you can collaborate with, you know, more music you can work on that'll come across your plate. Cause like if some if a pop if a country singer comes to me and says, Hey, I want to record this country song, I'm not gonna be like, No, I don't do country. Right. You know, I'll be like, here's what I've done. I can give your stuff a shot, you know, if you tell me kind of how it wants to sound. So that's that's another advantage I have. And, you know, the ability, just the ability to think outside the box and buck trends. I think those are kind of could be listed under building an all-encompassing musical mindset too instead of just the advantages and disadvantages of being a jack, jack, jack of all trades. But the disadvantages are hitting walls, you know, going, oh, I want to make this album, but I'm going to need to hire somebody to produce it. I'm going to need to hire somebody to play this guitar solo on this song. I'm going to need to hire a fucking slide guitarist for this part. I'm going to need to hire a harmonica guy for this part. I need to drum and basses, you know. <laughs> I can play a little bit of each instrument so I could make a song in a studio right. if I have the resources available to me. And uh, I put down not being cool. <laughs> not being cool? Not being cool. Well, that's a disadvantage. Yeah, that's a disadvantage of being a jack of all trades in the music industry. Why aren't you cool if you're a jack of all trades? People love specialists. Because everybody's better than you? Well, I just think most people want to hear the artists. Most people want to hear the music from the stars and okay. they want to, they care about their life. Yeah. But 75% of the work that goes into getting a music video with that artist on in front of people is all these guys you don't give a fuck about. The producer, the engineer, okay, the director, right. yeah, 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 the director, you know, everybody wants to hear the finished product but nobody cares. Yeah. You know, how it got there. Makes and, sense. And, and so, so if you're a jack of all trades, you're going to spend 70% of your time behind the curtain. That makes sense. Okay, yeah. And you have to be okay with that. You know, that's kind of hard for a guy like me because yeah. I think I kind of have a big ego. <laughs> I really want to be in front of people. I really want to be on the stage. And, yeah. You know, that's why I'm putting a lot of time in on Atomic Age Renegades because I think they're doing a, I think that idea is a really good place for me to like. Right. Be myself and play rock music because I love rock music, but also like we're playing covers. Right. So like people are still gonna like us. Yeah. They're not gonna like yell at us. It's, it's familiar. It's familiar. There it's you familiar. go. There yeah. you go. Yeah, dude. <laughs> nice. <laughs> cool, man. So we bridged the gap on that one. <laughs> <laughs> What? Did you put bridging the gap? No, I did. Did you write that down? Uh uh. I guess I don't know where that came from. I forgot what the fuck I was going to say about it. Ooh, blanked. So, anyways, there's my music segment for this podcast. Nice. Got a whole bunch of new projects coming up. Just got to get people to the studio to get them finished up. Nice. Uh, And uh, I'm probably going to be that that beat you heard is, is for sale by now. Because I just started working on a beat store this nice. morning. And I'm going to have a place where rappers well, can go. go and buy the rights and stems to my beats. So check out beatstars.com slash heaven sent, I think. Yeah, if you want to be so famous, just, buy Austin's beats. Exactly, man. See, because who cares about the lyrics that go on in front of it? Who cares about that? It's all about the beats behind it. It all is, man. <laughs> <laughs> Take That's it from me because really I know important. what I'm talking about. 
Dude, everyone cares about the producer, man. Yeah. No one cares about the artist. Yeah, who cares about that? I remember Ryan Lewis actually got credited in the artist section with uh, a thrift shop when that came out. Yeah. yeah. Well, Michael Moore and Ryan Lewis are a yeah, pair, right? Yeah, but Ryan Lewis is like credited as the producer for Macklemore. And oh. you know, was, so whenever you see the listing, it's Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. Yeah, a lot oh, of those okay. indie, indie guys, the independent guys, the earlier independent guys... You know they 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 credit more people on the album, and even the the Beatles, you know, a band who grew up on their label and having the label tell them what to do. You know, now you've got Ringo Starr, Paul McCartney. Yeah, those are the two that are left. Yeah, yeah. He just did a record with well, not just did it, but he did a record with Rihanna and somebody else mm. called Four or Five Seconds. Okay, and he credited like everybody. On that album, oh. he credited like the janitor that was in the building that day, <laughs> cleaning the building that the studio was in. Yeah. What? And like, they were like, you know, Rihanna and whoever the other person was gets in the studio with Paul McCartney, and they're like, "We're here with fucking Paul McCartney. Let's do a Beatles song," you know. And Paul McCartney's like, Can, "Seriously? Like, we got we got to keep getting more Beatles. That's what you guys want to do?" He's like, "We've got three musicians in here with years and years and years of experience." Let's create something. Let's write a song for God's sake. And so they came out with four or five seconds and it was written. It was, it was, it was written really, really quickly. Nice. They wrote it and performed it and recorded it the same day. That's great. So that's pretty cool. Kanye West was the uh, number three. Kanye West. There it is. <laughs> How can Google. I forget that shit? Kanye West. Kanye man. West. See, he's not very popular anymore though. Cause he's a Christian now. He's gonna be president. <laughs> yeah, well, president. like uh, he is. I, I don't know. He's he's a very outspoken individual and very uh, polarizing mm. as a result. Yeah, yeah, dude. Kanye is. Uh, Didn't he snap recently? Yeah. Well, people are saying he snapped, but he had a meltdown on like a campaign rally, and people are kind of wondering if it was like, <gasps> true or not, so to speak. Yeah, but that made well, news. Okay. Dude, there's going to be tons of conspiracy theories coming out about what's all going on there. Yeah. 5G. The instant, the instant you say, I'll be president, all the weird things start coming out. All the weird things. The nut jobs, the weird people, things you did when you were 12. <laughs> That's right. All right, you guys talk about this beat. I'll be right back. My new song called Monsoon. think of that one eric oh man it it, it kind of takes me back a little bit because it's still kind of in the demo phase it sounds like a little yeah. bit but you know it, that reminds me because you still 
you're still using a kind of a similar guitar tone that we used in Silver Remains. So it's just like, oh yeah, I'm listening to an old, oh no, it's not a Silver song, is it? <laughs> so, That's the tone, dude. Yeah. That's the tone that, yeah. that I like. It's not a line six. It's like a Mesa. Like a direct in type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, it's Amplitude. Yeah. The, the other thing that it kind of makes me think of is like, um, I want to say Alice in Chains, but like they did the whole like acoustic hard rock thing yeah. and they didn't have the electric guitar layered in as so much. And I know the drums aren't as present as they're kind of supposed to be just they're yet. supposed to be further up. Yeah. yeah. A little, a little more like, Oh yeah, they're actually on the stage, not like in the room next door. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, um, it reminds me of kind of like, uh, I think the song like, it's like, yeah, here comes a rooster. It's like there's that and there's like a couple other ones. Yeah. Something like that. (laughs) Yeah. We're talking about roosters. Nice. You know what I mean by that? Um, (laughs) but they did like a whole thing where they're basically playing like almost like hard rock or new metal or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like people want to say that is, but just purely on acoustic guitars and it's still like heavy and you can kind of like, you know, get that stink face. Stink face, bro. Stink face, man. The rock and roll stink face. But it's like, it's got a little bit of that vibe going on at the same time. So it's like, you could definitely kind of either take some of the electric out or take some of the acoustic out and kind of go between the two yeah. and definitely yeah, kind of achieve cool. that. It sounds yeah, like. Dude. Does that one go on your album? Yep. Nice. That's going on my album. That song's called Monsoon. It's and yeah, one. the drums are supposed to be further up front. I think in the mix that I did before that, I started thinking that my drums were too loud. So I tried to peel them back off a little bit on that mix. Overdid it. But what I really wanted to hear was the vocal in Mm -hmm. the demo. Mm -hmm. So I figured just just get rid of the drums. I just like fucking turn them down. Make sure the vocal is up front. Make sure the guitar is up front. But yeah, I don't know how I'm going to blend the the acoustic and the the electric. Because right now it doesn't really feel like it's working. Mm. Yeah. It it sounds like you're just kind of jamming the two together right now. Yeah. Which in a live setting is pretty natural, but like if you start actually producing it down, I'd say you'd probably want to pick one or the other Yeah, for the most part. Not, I think not for the beginning line, it'll be acoustic. Yeah. I think it'll, it'll build up and, and go rock and roll at some point, but there's also going to be some synthesizers and stuff in there mm-hmm. too. So I'd say you can go between the two or whatever, but yeah, yeah definitely, definitely not necessarily a hard line rule, but just as, you know, choose one or the other for the most part Yeah, dude. type of thing. Nice. Well, I had one of my friends help me uh, orchestrate that song, but maybe I should have had Eric come with me. <laughs> there you go. You know what time it is. Uh, you know what that sound means. Man, I love that sound, dude. <laughs> so, as we alluded to at the beginning of this episode, is we went on vacation. Sure did. And um, got the fuck out of here. For yeah, I went to Lincoln City. Uh, you know hung out on this at this beach house. Shout out to LC. Yeah, not the center. Nope, Lincoln City. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we just hang out with mom, dad, or sister. Me and Austin. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of fun, you know. And it kind of reminded me about, and that's the thing I want to talk about is like this this idea of like rest and recovery. And how important that is to your to your gains, right? Because I feel like in this day and age, it's all about how much time, how much can you just cram into one session? How much like you got to leave it all in the gym, and you got to take no days off, 
and crawl to your car. Yeah. You got to wake up at, you know, four o'clock in the morning, every single day and just, you know, just go hard all the time, you know? And, um, and we, and then, and there is a bit of a, there's a bit of a time where that is important, where you need to be able to push, you need to be able to go hard. You need to be able to, you know, crank it, um, put the pedal to the metal, but you know, we're not meant to do that forever, yeah. you know, because I, I can think of a, I haven't necessarily trained anybody in this situation, but there's a lot of people out there who are like doctors, high level executives, um, whatever. And they're just going crazy all the time. And then they go do their CrossFit on top of, yeah. you know, what they're, what they're high, you know, they're like heavy lifting. Yeah, doing their, their CrossFit high intensity interval training stuff. And then on top of that, they go and they try to run hills. Yeah. Um, because they can't, for whatever reason, they can't lose that little last little bit of weight. They've stopped putting on muscle. They've stopped being able to run faster, whatever it might be, mm. whatever their goal is. And they're just like, well, I just got to do more. I just got to do more. I got to do more, you know? And maybe I would beg to differ that that's not what you need to do. You actually need to do the opposite. I've heard of plenty of trainers doing that where they're training these high-level executives, right, who are just going, go, 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 go. And the first thing that they say is say is go, okay, quit your CrossFit class. They quit their CrossFit class and all of a sudden, boom, they start gaining muscle again. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So they do less and all of a sudden they start to gain their, they start to move towards their goal. Because right? you need time to recover. Yes. Our bodies need to be able to recover from everything that we do, right? Because um, stress, our body, that's what ultimately what it boils down to is stress. Our body can't decipher between um, stress that we, that we view from a workout mm-hmm. be- and between our stress that we that we've uh, encountered during like an argument, yeah, or a stressful day at work, uh-huh. you know, we don't. Our body just views it all as stress, stress, right? right? And we need to be able. And if we're in this level of stress, 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 inflammation, 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 cortisol, 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 all of the time, yeah, we're never gonna. There's the part where the part where we actually allocate resources to different areas of the body where we actually build more muscle, where we actually like, uh, build, rebuild the things that we broke down. Because if you you think about it, stress, think about stress as breaking down and as recovery as building up. Yeah. Cause when you, when you work out, you're tearing the fibers of your muscle, right? You are literally causing damage to the muscle on purpose, on purpose. To stimulate growth. To make it come back stronger. To make it come back stronger, right? And if you never, ever take a day off, if you don't let your body recover and rebuild, you're never going to get any bigger. You're never going to get any stronger. You're never going to get any faster. Um, And the biggest thing, and but the crazy thing about this, and this is what becomes so like deceiving, right, is... At the beginning, when you first start working out, your body's going to adapt. It doesn't matter how much stress you put on the body. You could put a boatload of stress on it, and it's still going to build muscle. It's still going to allocate resources to get you better, 
right? But after a while, if it sees this day in and day out, 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 and it realizes that we're just we're just pouring out resources and we're not bringing anything back in, yeah. it sees that as, oh, look, we don't have any time to rebuild the stores, right? It's like, the body thinks it's in famine all the time. Like if, if, if like a civilization goes into a famine, you know, it's not growing anything. All the cattle is dying. All of the fields are dying. Everything's yeah. dying. We're not reaping anything. We're just feeding everybody. And if we continue to do that, we're going to die yeah. out. Right. Same thing with the body. If it keeps building and keeps giving and keeps giving and keeps giving and keeps giving and keeps giving, you don't give it any time to replenish the stores in the background. And eventually it goes, I'm going to have nothing to give if I keep this up. Yeah. So, so it just stops altogether. So that's one of the reasons they say that eating something within 30 minutes of your workout or getting some protein in, like whether it's a protein shake or a protein bar, because your, your muscles need that nutrients to rebuild, right? Right. Because it's rebuilding bigger. It's rebuilding bigger. So it's got to take those molecules from somewhere. But right? it doesn't have to be within 30 minutes. If you have protein and you put protein, it goes, okay, we got protein. Okay. And then it gives it to, then Where you break down and it goes, okay, here you go. Right. Got the whole it. thing about within 30 minutes, if you don't, if you eat protein or you work out and you don't give it protein within 30 minutes of your workout, that's marketing. There's no real studies behind it that show that that needs, that needs to happen. Wow. That's kind of uh, something that... GNC would teach you. Yeah, GNC <laughs> teaches you. Yeah, exactly. To sell more supplements. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, um, yeah. But it doesn't, it de it doesn't <clears throat> negate the fact that that's necessary. Like if you don't eat enough. Mm. But even if you eat enough, right? So say you could, you could keep up with the calorie demand of everything, all the calories that you're expending, all the energy that you're expending, and you can keep up with that calorie mm -hmm. uh, intake, right? Which is really difficult, um, right? It's really difficult to sure. do that, to keep up with that if you're constantly, constantly, constantly going. After a while, your body's like, I'm just pouring out, pouring out, pouring out, pouring out. I got to stop. Yeah. I don't care if I still, if I'm getting the resources to go out. It doesn't yeah. matter. Your body's like, we're done. Okay. You know, we're just going to stay alive now. Right. So even if you are eating enough, your body's going to stop building. Yeah. yeah. So that's why it's super important to push it. And then go to bed. And then go to bed and recover and give yourself time to rebuild and get better again. So, okay. Um, so there's a lot of people out there that are probably just like, I don't know why I'm, I'm not gaining. Well, I just need to push harder. Yeah. When in reality, you need to kind of take a view of your entire life mm -hmm. and everything that's going on and everything that's encompassing, right? All the stress you put on your body. All the stress, yeah. And just go and realize that, oh, I'm not, maybe my body doesn't realize the difference between work stress and workout stress, Yeah, you know? And maybe if I just brought it back, a little bit i'll start losing that weight if i just bring it back i'll start yeah. to get faster or stronger or whatever cool you know so just kind of thinking about that i mean that's why vacation is so incredibly important like i remember um when i got my first job it was really hard to take time off you know um and i wouldn't save up my time off to go on vacation so i just didn't go on vacation 
<laughs> you know, I yeah. just got a weekend off, you know, so I could go hang out with all my friends, right? But uh, what I should have done is re- is kind of save that time, miss out on a few of these activities out here on the side with my friends and go on vacation and just unplug for X amount of time. Yeah, you know? dude. I um, didn't realize how bad I needed that. Like, yeah. Like that was almost overwhelming. Yep. To like just, you know, finally get the fuck out to the beach. Yep. And forget about everything I'm working on at home and like just sit in front of the ocean and look at the waves and just sit there. Like it was almost like, oh my gosh, like I have so many things I've been wanting to think about. Yep. So long. I just haven't had time to think. I didn't (laughs) have the (laughs) mental capacity to think, sit down and think about these things. Yeah, dude. So you need, I I remember I was telling you about my morning routine and and how I've structured my day. And you asked me, do you have any time in there to rest? Right. You have any time in there to sit around? And and yeah, that's what I'm going to be doing every Sunday. There's a whole lot of nothing, man. Because, you know, this, this week, on vacation really opened my eyes to the fact that I need to make more time for that. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it's important to mention is one thing that kind of sneaks underneath that level of like detection of like, this is stress. We all know that your boss yelling at you, that's stressful. A significant other yelling at you, that's stressful. You know, having some sort of discourse with your, your loved ones, that's, that's a stressful thing for sure. You know, and going to work out, that is stress. You know, you're breaking down the muscles and you have to rebuild. That's trauma to the body, you know. But one thing that we don't really view as stress is screen time, you know, because you go through Facebook, you read, especially right now, you read the news, your your body views that as stress. You know, you go through and you see a negative comment on Facebook, that's stress. You know, you go and you watch a show that's scary, your heart rate's racing, adrenaline's going, That your body doesn't realize that's not real. It's stress, stress hormone, right? Yeah. So, um, and I'm not saying don't look at Facebook, don't watch scary movies, don't do that. Like a lot of people find a lot of, you know, you know, restoration in that and kind of happiness in that. What I'm saying is understand that your body doesn't know the difference between Stress on a screen, stress in real life, stress in school, stress in work, stress on Facebook. It doesn't stress at the gym. It doesn't understand. It's all just one thing. Yeah. And that's stress, right? So you might have just stepped on a Lego or you might have just got robbed. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Your body doesn't know it. It's just an emotional reaction. Emotional reaction. Even replaying like scenarios in your head, like say me and you have a, a fight, right? And I'm replaying that. My body doesn't realize the difference between us actually having the argument and me replaying it in my mind. It's the same thing, right? So just understanding that one little thing, right? And understanding what we're doing to our bodies might, um, you know, be the difference between losing that weight or gaining that extra, you know, rep or, you know... um, being able to do better at work, you know, is if we just take these little things and we go, okay, this is stressful, this is stressful, this is stressful, this is stressful. I've got all these stressors in my life. What are the things that I can cut back on? And maybe that will get you 
to your goal mm. just by taking a few of those stressors out and choosing not to participate in that. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, to a certain extent, there's like Eric said, stress is an emotional reaction. Right. And I don't know if it's as much of a reaction as it is just, it's, I think it's more concrete than that. You know, I think, I think it's, well, I guess it would be a reaction, you know, something in your, in your life, comes and causes stress, it provokes that reaction from your brain, it releases that combination of chemicals, and your body feels stress. Right. So, yeah, I guess it is, I guess it is, a, it's a reaction. So maybe there's time to stop it before you feel stress. You know, I think, I think to a certain extent you can, you do something that's stressful a hundred times and it becomes less stressful. Yeah. You know, like like DJing weddings, right? For me, that, yeah. And I know I I there, after three years of doing that, I still thought, I don't know if I'm cut out for this. I don't think this yeah. is good for me. But now at year five, I'm like, yeah, yeah, you can condition yourself to respond in a certain way. Yeah, you can't. You can't. Um, your body just automatically reacts to things, right? Yeah. You jump around the corner, boom! Oh, I'm scared. Yeah. I can't control that. Yeah. You know, I can't control the emotion. That's what I was looking for. I can't control the emotion that I feel, right? Somebody offends me, I feel offended. Yeah. You know, I can't control that emotion, but you can you can you can control your response to that emotion. Mm, right? Yeah. That's a the conscious only, one, yeah. Yeah, that's the only thing that you have control over in that moment, right? Yeah. You come at me, you offend me, I feel offended, I can't control that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I can control is me lashing out at you and trying to hurt you and yeah. break you down, right? So that's what we kind of try to avoid is like, I know if I go into this situation, it's going to be stressful. If yes. I bring up this topic, it's going to be stressful. If I watch this certain thing, this is going to be stressful. Yeah. We can control that, right? Uh-huh. But we can't control our emotion. Yeah. Response. The initial response that. Yes. that you feel. Exactly. So trying to control as much of that as we possibly can is going to help you in the long run. Right? Yeah. So figure, just, you got to sit down and be honest with yourself. This stresses me out. Can yeah. I control that? No, I have to make money. Okay. Well, go to work. Yeah. Right. I, this stresses me out. Okay. That causes me stress. Do I have to watch the news? No, I don't have to watch the news. Okay. Don't, don't news. do that. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's, we've got to figure out what we can control and what we can't. You know, and that could be the difference between achieving your goal and not achieving your goal. That's good, man. So that's basically, that's basically it, dude. <laughs> Fuck yeah, man. We're talking about cool shit. <laughs> All right, guys. Here's what you got to do. <laughs> Go find us on our social media and give us a follow and send us your questions at PodHeavenAustinDevin on Instagram, Facebook, and right here on YouTube. You can also tweet us at PodHeavenAD. If you're watching us on YouTube, go ahead and drop us a like and subscribe for more. Thank you for listening to our podcast. See you next week. You guys rock. We sure appreciate you. We appreciate you, you man. Oh, boy.